0: Welcome to Mad Men and Tonic, recapping Mad Men one workday cocktail at a time. I'm Christina. And I'm Elias. We are at Season 2, Episode 5.
1: Time flies. The new girl.
0: The new girl. And what might help a new girl feel (laughs) a little little... more relaxed in a tough environment? (laughs) A cocktail that goes down quick? Sex on the beach.
1: Yeah, sex on the beach is our choice due to a brief foray by one of the characters, two of the characters in this episode.
0: Yes. Well, they didn't get to have their sex on the beach. We've
1: got We've ours. Got ours. <laughs> which is nice because it's about 20 degrees here and should start snowing any moment. So, and you know, we're in quarantine basically too. So this is a nice tropical it's, it's getaway. It's like we're on a
0: vacation. Almost. Yeah. nice.
1: Almost. <laughs> Emphasis on almost.
0: almost. Yeah. So this drink is made with vodka and peach schnapps are the liquor so three quarter ounces vodka three quarter ounces peach schnapps one and three quarter ounces cranberry juice one and three quarter ounces orange juice fresh squeezed is best um, you mix those ingredients together or shake them up do a little dash of lemon juice on top and pour into either a hurricane glass which is like a you know a tropical drink kind of glass it's got that kind of fluted top
1: yeah kind of like a pear shape up yeah flutes out yeah
0: yeah or just a highball glass garnished with an orange wheel or maraschino cherries has kind of seen a variety and if you have one of those little drink umbrellas those
1: are fun yeah Yeah, crazy straw.
0: Yeah, so we bought a pack of those. Now we'll have, we have like yeah, 50 God of those umbrellas. God knows Christina's
1: going to be using those through for the next few months. Little crap. Just going to show up everywhere. Yeah. But uh, it's a sugar bomb of a drink. Mm. We use the uh, pure cranberry because it's a little more sour. And so mm-hmm. it kind of cuts Tart, yeah. the, but if you want to go full sugar blast, I mean, this is the, the co-
0: cranberry juice cocktail. Yeah. yeah,
1: this is the drink to do it. But it's really good, I yeah. think. This is a dangerous oh, drink yeah. for sure. Yeah. These could go very fast.
0: So, given its name, you know, of course, of course, you've got to wonder, you know, what's the origin of this drink. So, it's another one where there's, like, disputed lore. So and That's then, what we like. We yeah. like disputed <laughs> lore. So, I'm reading this HuffPost um, Huff article about it, and they say that according to bartender lore and the now defunct website, sexonthebeach.com, which I did click the link, and I was worried that, it would not be related to the drink, but it was actually, like, the domain expired. So, if someone wants that domain for, like, either a website about the drink or some porn...
1: Yeah, who knows?
0: You can have that domain. It's out there. So, anyway, according to lore or, and or this old website, it was invented by a bartender named Ted working at Confetti's Bar, which is, like, this nightclub in Florida that's since since like had all these different changes and i found these old articles in the 80s where they were like saying that there was like a a dentist office or something that shared the parking lot and they complained that every morning there was like cars left there and like urine and like beer bottles and it was just like a trash place and then there was all it was also listed in these articles about like haunted places in florida so yeah sounds like a wild spot you know what was formerly known as confetti's bar
1: do we have any idea of like when so this, this is going to be
0: the 80s. Okay. Inspired by a promotion from a peach schnapps company to sell sell it, the bartender created it. Named it that because he assumed that sex on and the beach were why spring breakers were there. Very uh, on the nose. Yeah. But other people disagree because... Mm-hmm. In the American bartender school book, there was a recipe for the cocktail in 1982, which is like a few years before this story. Yeah, the, the theory behind that was that they combined a fuzzy navel and a Cape Cod. Yeah, Cape fuzzy Codder. navel is
1: just peach. vodka, peach schnapps, and orange juice, and Cape Cod is vodka cranberry. So yeah, makes so sense. It's kind of good. <laughs> just combine them. Sex on the Beach was the name of a party that my college threw every year and at one point the before my, or my college. The college no the college put it on
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, and you know how the parties work there they like plan them and then uh,
0: well, I don't but yeah people
1: party you yeah. know the student board Uh-oh. or whatever takes care of it and puts it together and at one point it was on the playboy top college parties list
0: dang probably with Halloween at Madison well, yeah it was like the biggest and, yeah Flotopia
1: in Santa Barbara which yeah. is like Also famous, also discontinued. My school eventually discontinued, or at least watered down, the Sex on the Beach party and moved it from the quad that was called the beach. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but they used to cover that whole quad in the in sand for the party. (laughs) So, just a little fun fact.
0: There was like a I can't remember the name of the party, Sex Night or something, at Oberlin. One of my friends went to Oberlin and safer Sex Night. And like people like would literally just wear like latex like thongs and like cover like their nipples with band aids and stuff.
1: I I pass f- out condoms. Well, Wild I had times. some friends th- at schools on the east coast that would do like full naked parties and there's like strict rules about touching no, and no stuff, touching. but it was like a naked party and everyone just showed up naked. God, college is just insane. Wild, can't believe it. Anyway, so um, be
0: careful out there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you can just enjoy these sex on the beach drinks at home, and that'll be that'll suffice for uh, the the party.
0: Cheers. Cheers. So we open up with Pete and Trudy at the Dick Doctor.
1: (laughs) Dicter. 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 Victor.
0: Yes, I shouldn't laugh. They are having you know
1: conception troubles yeah
0: and so they've gone in to get a consult about it
1: right and we've seen in the past episodes the pressure that her parents were putting on them so Mm -hmm. and and we also get the sense pete's not
0: (laughs) super (laughs) super all in on this
1: this. but on the bright side this doctor is much better than the doctor from season one
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say (laughs) that he comes off pretty like having pretty progressive minded yeah. for the time like about you know fertility not being a sign of manliness and things like that That right. i was kind of yeah it's an interesting yeah, surprised.
1: situation but of course they're in and they're getting asked basic questions and you know just kind of brings to the forefront well how many people didn't was sex said not a thing cuz he's like some married couples just don't know, don't know what, what to do they're doing wrong <laughs> handholding yeah. he calls it
0: yeah <laughs> but they you know they're kind of chuckling they're like no we know
1: Right. We fuck yeah. all the time. Yeah, we get down with it.
0: <laughs> Although Pete mentions that of course if he had some films to show them, yeah. They look at those. And Trudy is like, Oh, Peter <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, she laughed. It seems like an authentic laugh. No, she does yeah, laugh, but
0: she's like, Oh man. And she's, you know, in her cute little like pillbox hat and a like, green and white checkered jacket like suit.
1: And but she's like like a nervous wreck here. Yeah, she's like really worried. No, that something's wrong with it's her? It's really sad. Yeah. yeah, you can
0: tell how how stressed she is about this. And but they they're they're asking, starting to ask questions and kind of getting in the process of, of seeing a yeah. doctor about seeing this. Seeing what the issue might be. Yeah. And then at back at of the office, Don and Freddie come in, and Freddie's telling some stupid joke on the way in, and then they hear just like a <laughs> and Remsen nails it. Sounds like a visit from the Stork or De Beers. Or could be just a new hairdo. Yeah. And then Joan comes out of whatever it was, the break room, and she's holding some files. And she says, Mr. Draper, Mr. Rumson, good morning. And then she does this little, like, yeah. where she flashes her ring. And it's a new, big old new engagement ring, a big right. old diamond. Yeah. And they're like, all right, that right. is that the answer. that answer's that. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's just a brief moment. And then back at the doctor, we see the doctor asking Pete questions. Just Pete. So these are the private men's questions. And I guess the, the questions that the do- doctors asked in these scenes are from an actual fertility pamphlet from 1960. Wow. That uh, From a doctor that Matthew Weiner knew. Huh. Which, yeah. <laughs> well, the show does it <laughs> Who up. Who knows? You know, they
1: go for the detail. And, I mean, these seem pretty standard questions. And they really deconstruct Pete's mindset very quickly in this scene. Yeah, so the mumps thing, yeah. that's actually, mumps is not fatal. I just listened to a radio lab about vaccines mm-hmm. and mumps, not generally fatal, mm-hmm. but it did cause sterility and, boys, that was the big oh, well. like long-term yeah. effect. So this was that. obviously a problem.
0: We learn that- Did your testicles descend normally? Absolutely. What a
1: revelation Absolutely so, so that does not explain his behavior through the show apparently.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah Talk about if you, you know, he can Finish the sexual act Drinking doesn't help But no, I always reach home base Yeah, he kind of gets like Miffed With the even the implication about being asked if he has arousal troubles, he says he's a red blooded blooded American man.
1: Yeah, obviously he's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because he just is so slimy in some of his responses. Oh yeah, right. Trying to crack these
0: like porno adjacent jokes jokes like he he did in the yeah. yeah mask his discomfort. Yeah, again the doctor kind of is telling him that it's not a reflection on his manliness and that George Washington was sterile, which I never, it's kind of a weird pull to say, like, cause I don't know. I don't think of George Washington as being like a, a manly really? man figure, like George Washington fucks. Like I never th- would think that, I guess.
1: Supposedly, well, f- supposedly he was really tall for the time, like yeah. over six feet. And supposedly when he died, he caught hypothermia from sneaking out of his friend's wife's bedroom. And he had to jump out the window into the snow. Oh, is that is that true? I don't know. George Washington. There's a lot of myths about there it, but is. I've heard that before. I don't know if that's historically accurate.
0: But... Like the like that video, that old flash video. God. Washington, Washington. Yeah. He comes in, weighs a fucking ton. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> it's God. like...
1: Oh, the, so he eats all
0: the children, but not the British children.
1: <laughs> Washington, Washington, six foot eight, weighs a fucking ton. Opponents beware! Opponents beware! He's coming! He's coming! He's coming! Let me lay it on the line. He had two on the vine. I mean, two sets of testicles, so divine. God, the glory days of the internet. Yeah, right? that's
0: early flash stuff, and that's funny, funny shit. <laughs>
1: Every once in a while, Christina plays it when she's...
0: Usually on the 4th of July. And, and, yeah, that's her 4th of
1: July watch. <laughs> yeah,
0: that makes me patriotic. Washington, Washington.
1: <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> oh, you guys having fun yet? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but the doctor then asks Pete if he wants to have a child.
1: Yeah, and he gets offended at first.
0: Right, but it's a revealing question because he says yes, but then he talks about things that he worries about the world stuff with you know his father having passed away and maybe he's the end of the line and his job is challenging so there's a lot of stress
1: yeah he pretty much says i'm offended that you'd think i don't want to have a children but here's like 10 reasons why maybe it's not a good idea and uh so yeah it's a very clear uh message we get from pete yeah
0: it's and i also- think i think that's kind of been shown like subtly throughout that Trudy's more in on getting to that step than he has Oh, been, for sure.
1: Yeah, so. I, this isn't like new information. It was fun to hear him answer truthfully that he'd never fathered a child before, but uh, we all know that's not true.
0: Answered, yeah, what he believed to be yeah. truthfully. To him, yeah, yeah, just like stone and It's like, oh, huh, yeah. We know better. Well, well, well. And we're even going to explore that a little bit more in this episode. And then for his very last joke, of course, when Pete is told that he needs to set up a time to get a semen sample for the doc he says
1: whenever she's free <laughs> and the doc smiles politely at him and then as pete walks away you just you could just see the disgust on his <laughs> face like fucking I'm so glad i'm done with this rat king
0: and joan you know having just got engaged she's excited about it she's talking about the wedding plans they're gonna do a christmas because red and green are her colors
1: as we've seen from the show yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. she looks
0: great in both so good call yeah she's just lapping
1: up the fanfare like you should when you get engaged yeah this is how
0: i was like insufferably so for like 14 months we were engaged before i got wedding i would not talk about anything else i had no other interests and i didn't care if people wanted to hear that's all i had to talk about
1: yeah it was a lot
0: and you were part of it imagine people that didn't really give a right. shit that i still told about it <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting it's an exciting of time yeah no <laughs> but yeah so she's talking with like the women kind of gathered around her desk outside of Don's office interestingly another woman says you know she's like well i can help cover Don's desk you know when you're busy and Joan really snaps right at her and says you had your shot so that means she's then, already <laughs> failed the woman kind of bristles yeah so yeah. you know again we've heard about the rotating just a rotating, the
1: rotisserie
0: secretary <laughs> desk for Don that many women cannot handle the yeah. unique responsibilities of the job.
1: There's not. This is a a second carousel in this show. The Kodak one and then Don's secretary job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then the phone rings and God, Don from the office. Great line,
2: Miss Holloway. Those aren't wedding bells.
1: Boom, get and to work.
0: She answers the phone. She hears that it's Bobby. She walks over and tells him that so no one else can hear and shuts the door. Because last time Bobby was around, it was when she heard him or her lock his office door and they had sex in his office. So she knows that this is a private call.
1: That was a good Joan eye roll. But now she, you know, she's on top of this stuff. Yeah. So we get a phone call.
0: She opens it saying, Don, I want you to ask me how I am.
1: Well, okay.
0: All right. (laughs) And it shows her and she's at a bar smoking with like a cigarette holder looking very very bougie a metallic gold dress with kind of like a paisley design and like gold and pearl statement necklace
1: they're at sardi's which is a famous restaurant it's still open it's like Mm a broadway restaurant because they do we looked up the menu and Mm -hmm. they do like a pre-show dinner and then an after-show supper and, and like a business lunch yeah, and a business too. So, yeah, it so looks it's a cool, very yeah. like
0: New York very spot. Very New York. Yeah. But it's being filmed at. I'm pretty sure it's being filmed at Musso and Frank because I can In tell from way. the the painting kind of on the top. And yeah. they film there a lot, and they've got those cool red leather rounded booths. Great. Right. We went for my bachelorette party for well, our pre-dinner. speaking of
1: weddings. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still can't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's one of the big filming locations for Mad Men, and that's why we went. Anyway, no one really cares, so I'm going to continue talking about the show. <laughs> she, like me, sounds a little tipsy, Don observes.
1: Yeah, so we learned that Jimmy left. He got mad because Buddy Hackett insulted him. Buddy Hackett is a famous comedian, really famous Real comedian, life. yes. Mm-hmm. He's pretty well known for acting in the 60s. If I don't know, have you seen It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? No. Great movie. To our generation, he's probably more known as playing Scuttle, the seagull in The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you almost think that Jimmy Barrett's kind of based on him in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. a, a Brooklyn comedian. It's almost yeah. a trope. But it's a trope because it was a real thing. Mm-hmm. There were like a bunch of these famous comedians that came out of Brooklyn and, and New York and mm-hmm. the this
0: era yeah but they're at the yeah they're at the bar in the first place because jimmy sold the pilot grin and barrett that they talked about the candid camera show but he's left and so now bobby is bored and wants company yes she says i'm being ignored come take up my time and that we can call it business and don's like let's not confuse this and then Uh she's like i'm about to change my mind and hangs up
1: yeah don so iffy about mixing business and pleasure really really right. Don. when
0: have you ever <laughs> ever he, considered and that and then he
1: immediately goes does that and yeah. mixes it together so
0: yep so he shows up she's on at least her second martini yeah she's been going she's hard. in a booth like alone he says was there even a party like he's like are you just trying to get me out
1: but if i got a tv show i'd be drinking all day too
0: yeah shit and she orders for him of course right cuz she wants to exactly show she that wants. she remembers So they're having a drink, and not long after they start, who walks in for Hmm. her pre-show dinner? But Rachel, yes, Rachel Rachel. Menken, Nay
1: Menken. Now she is. Oh, Mrs.
0: Cats. Yes, and we
1: see her husband Tilden there to meet Don.
0: And Don is like shaken up about this. He's like he's not even on his usual, like etiquette thoughtfulness because he forgets to introduce bobby until she prompts him to do so he's really off his game
1: yeah no i you know it's rachel Mm -hmm. it didn't necessarily end all neat and tidy in the last season
0: no and she looks great she's wearing like a bright pink kind of satin dress with these purple beaded details on it and a bright pink shrug pink beaded necklace pink hair clip you know she's dressed up because they are going to the show a funny thing happened on the way to the forum which is like
1: very well i've heard of it i know that my high school did that play one year oh really yeah huh i don't know anything about it really yeah it's a comedy I
0: it's a comedy I based on yeah it's like a it
1: takes obviously place in Rome, roman yeah. times
0: <clears throat> it became a it was a movie of Little while later in 1966, but it came out this year as the play 1962. Farce, puns, mistaken identity, a story of a slave and his attempts to win his freedom by helping his young master woo the girl next door.
1: So it's like half gladiator, half some rom com.
0: Yeah, like satirical (laughs) stuff. Oh, I guess I didn't know this. The title derives from a line often used by vaudeville comedians to begin a story a funny thing happened on the way to the theater
1: oh huh so, okay so this is so like a yes and kind of and... inside baseball-y too there, yeah, yeah i'm sure there's a ton of theater jokes i wouldn't get
0: right so but they're going to that yeah a really famous sondheim sondheim play and yeah um she leaves and as she walks by dawn she just gives him like an icy Death stare. stare
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> which more power to her
0: yeah good Gotta for her love
1: rachel Current number one in my women of Don's life power rankings. Dawn's ladies. And we yeah. have yet to rank Bobby, but we'll get there.
0: Yeah, and Bobby's no fool. She notices the tension in that situation, and they talk about getting dinner and whether they should stay or leave. And she says, "Well, it does feel a little cloudy in here." Yeah. Next, they order dinner and she tells don to say what she wants and of course he figures it out he knows her he can read people very well she wants steak tartare and she's like oh you're good
1: yeah and then what follows is a just an odd conversation about you know her role as jimmy's manager and his kind of just emptiness it seems like
0: it seems that she's been really in addition to being his manager she's really influential on like him getting famous, him being as influential as he is, him getting this deal, like, you know, she's doing the business behind the scene right. for him.
1: Well, we've already seen Jimmy. He doesn't necessarily look out for himself. You yeah. You know, with the Utz people, that was a disaster. And uh, Yeah, he's good here, at his side of it. Here, he left his own party because he got good. insulted by another comedian. Yeah, And he's basically an insult comic. Right. So, ugh, you yeah. know, condition, but he can't take it.
0: Yeah, and she says that, you know, with respect to her role, this is America, pick the job you want and then become that person. And she has, she's carved out this niche for her for herself.
1: Yeah, you have to respect Bobby after you hear all this stuff that she's done and how mm-hmm. big of a role she had. Yeah. In all of this.
0: And she she and Don kind of it's funny, they have like different perspectives on on like the business side of things and the negotiation. She says that, you know, she negotiates for everything and it's touchy because you're really telling somebody they're not worth what they think but you can't hurt their feelings don's response negotiating is a bore
1: this is okay so we got pete in the first scene complain about his job mm-hmm. and here don it doesn't i don't know that don likes his job either it sounds like but i, think I mean don's the creative side don's kind of kinda like jimmy yeah and that he doesn't do the business end he, like doesn't, he doesn't
0: like to like go through the, right. yeah, the well, farce of it he's all. He's not
1: going to help himself on that side of things.
0: Yeah, he's not a rainmaker. No. It's
1: Though just, they use him as one. Right, they, they draw use him in, as, a, what would you name. say, lightning rod, so mm-hmm. to speak. Weather <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, uh, indeed. Well, the, anyway, this conversation...
0: Wraps up to how we get to our drink, which is... She's trying to figure out what Don actually likes, if he doesn't like negotiating, even though that's a big part of his job. And she asks if he likes the ocean. He says, yes, I do. (laughs) With about that much enthusiasm. She talks about her beach house, and then she kind of looks around to see if anyone's listening, and then she leans in and tells Don... I want to have you on the beach. Feel the cold sand on my back the surf
1: pounding behind us. and so that's the end flash to them driving to the beach
0: <laughs> yeah like that's all that's all we needed to hear yeah so they immediately drive to the beach even though it's like you know whatever the evening and they're drunk yeah
1: is it a weekend we don't we don't know no no it's, it's not because
0: they go that there's work the next day we oh you're right yeah no, yeah yeah she's drinking from the bottle yeah just
1: swigging bourbon hoof mixing that clear and that brown liquor
0: yeah that's a those martinis <laughs> yeah and then another thing she finds out that don likes is movies we've seen them at the movies and stuff throughout
1: right yeah we've seen don go he to at least movie two movies buff. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and they're talking about ones they like she mentioned spartacus
1: 1960 stanley kubrick uh kirk douglas
0: yeah you wonder if it's another having a funny thing happen. another gladiator
1: yeah, yeah another gladiator movie Don mentions La Nota, which is an Italian movie from 1961, which it's about the relationship between a disillusioned novelist and his frustrated wife. Um, And apparently the director, whose name is Michelangelo Antonioni, likes to do this thing as they put it on Wikipedia, his tradition of abandoning traditional storytelling in favor of visual composition. So it sounds like things get weird, but, (laughs) but this is like peak Italian, like, golden age with this guy and Fellini and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, for sure. So, Don, getting artsy. And, like, we've talked about this before because we couldn't find that French movie he was watching, was that last episode or two episodes ago? We literally couldn't find out what it was and Weiner wouldn't say what it was. Don, yeah, Don likes to... Extend himself, yeah, into these weird avant-garde movies. For sure, but she's seen it too. It seems like mm-hmm. she immediately acknowledges it.
0: Yeah. So they talk about that, and then she starts kind of getting closer. She says that she feels so good. He says, "I don't feel a thing," and she's going to try to see if she can change that. So she leans in, you know, starts like kissing his ear. Her hands are yeah. going places, and he's kind of like blissed out and like closes his eyes. And then they nearly collide with another car, spin out, flip over.
2: Damn it,
1: Bobby! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> A lot of bobby's causing Don trouble in the last few episodes mm, huh? between whatever. his son and Bobby Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, car crash, mm-hmm. car rolls. Uh, That's
0: why you don't drive drunk, people. Yeah, like. Actually.
1: Also don't close your eyes when you're driving. <laughs> that's, also that's, don't That's some good advice I think.
0: You shouldn't do sex stuff when you're driving either. Yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> But uh that's it. The car rolls and we get like a cut. Yep. Another quick cut scene to we cut to the police office.
0: Yep. Don has been brought in, the cop pours him some coffee. <laughs> he failed his sobriety test. And that is because he was over the legal limit or at the legal limit, which at that point was 0.15%.
1: Good lordy.
0: And I don't know if you ever had to do something like this or like in health class or like in college, like do like an alcohol seminar where they told you about like what like the kind of symptoms or signs like were at certain percentages. And they're like, oh, if you've, you know, if your blood alcohol is like whatever, you're like this.
1: No, but one of my college friends had a breathalyzer, so we would mess around do with that. that all the time. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Same one that filled the keg with Four loco. <laughs> he was a fun dude. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't have to do any of that, and oh. I don't even know what you the limit is. You can like a
0: calculator where you're like, oh, I'm like, yeah. you know, X like height and weight, and I've had this many drinks over this long, and to yeah. find out.
1: I've done that before. I don't even know what the limit is here. In it's Colorado, like
0: 0.08 but... in most places. But
1: we, you know, we Since... lift lift is really what we do all the time, right? no so yeah, of it's course. like
0: we never are we, in that there's no, situation there's no
1: need for us to know it because we're never gonna have that situation anymore
0: yeah so but when we're talking about this range around this blood alcohol content gross motor impairment and lack of physical control blurred vision major loss of balance you're at the point where your euphoric feelings may begin to give way to unpleasant feelings Oof. impaired judgment impaired perception you might be aggressive risk of injuring yourself or others, and this is when you might start to black out. Wow. So... Yeah, and
1: the cop says he failed the, like, the normal test, which is like, you know, you walk the line and
0: yep, alphabet so.
1: backwards, you know, all those things. Yeah. So he's in rough shape.
0: And he's going to get a ticket.
1: But he's a, in, insanely flippant, this whole scene with the cop.
0: Yes. <laughs> so the ticket is for 150 He wants at first to just mail it the next day. And that's you know so we're talking like a thirteen hundred dollar ticket in today's money so it's no, that sounds to sniff like at. that
1: sounds close to a DUI situation right
0: yeah I guess if it's like your first or a
1: DWI I don't know some sort of fine like yeah. that expensive stuff
0: and <laughs> he's like no you need to pay this tonight or you're gonna be in jail and so then Don tries a little little manure where he says that look did I you mean will-
1: to say manure. Or did you mean maneuver? Because what he maneuver, does is maneuver. But it's, yeah,
0: it's, it's <laughs> shady shit for yeah. sure. He says that he will send an employee out with the $500 tomorrow, implying that he will bribe this cop.
2: Bribing a Not cop? even
0: bri- implying. Telling this cop that oh. there's going to be a bribe involved, oh basically. But he, he won't take it.
1: The cop, ch- he chuckles, though. He's yeah, like, he's you like- would. I bet you would.
0: But it's 150 and since Don only has, like, 60 bucks in his wallet... He's going to have to find some help.
1: As the cop says, call someone. Or maybe your wife knows a friend. This guy is not taking any shit.
0: Yeah. And so do you think that that may- means that he knows that it wasn't for his sure. Wife, For sure. For sure he, he knew. Even, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah.
0: Who, who does he call, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, they do a great scene where they start on her legs.
0: Yeah, like her so shoes, like, and you're like, okay, yeah. it's a woman.
1: Like he didn't call Betty, did he?
0: No, he called Peggy. He called
1: Peggy, of course.
0: Very, yeah, and it's really interesting with you know the kind of things we see in the flashbacks in this episode that he chose her, and she's kind of you know she's being polite and she does it and all that, but she's like, "I this is much as I could get on short notice," you know. Yeah. And she had to borrow her brother's car, and she had to put two dollars of gas in it.
1: And then she sees Bobby. And she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> she's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Great facial expression from Elizabeth Moss here. I mean, mm-hmm. just like immediate frown, like, "Oh no!" Like, this is not new good,
0: dog. So she's driving them home. Bobby's basically like passing out in the back seat.
1: Yeah, what is Bobby's alcohol level? That's what I want. Right, she's swigging the,
0: right from the bottle. One of the yeah.
1: mysteries of this episode. <laughs>
0: And then they're kind of trying to figure out what to do. Don is going to have to, like, go take the train and rent a car to get home. Because his car is, like, totaled. And then Bobby, they decide, is going to stay with Peggy in the city. Because Jimmy can't find her. Because
1: obviously she's going to have
0: to come up with, you know, why she was out in the middle of the night. And then, you know, God, her face is bruised She has up. a big black eye, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She's going to stay with Peggy, which is...
1: And you get a great New York scene between Don and Peggy where they're arguing over the fastest route.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you've got to go.
1: Yeah, you take the train from LaGuardia. It's quicker. Yeah, and Don is annoyed. It's like, no. You know, you always hear those arguments in movies and TV shows. New you take York, the bridge or the tunnel.
0: Yeah, or New York and L.A. Yeah, it's like exactly. the Californians. So I'm like, you're going to take the 405?
1: It's going to be totally jammed right now. Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name that they say? Devin Red. Devin? Oh,
0: Devon? Devon? <laughs> What are, Devin, what are you doing here? Devon. What are you doing here?
1: Devin? Devon?
2: Devon. Oh, oh man. that's good funny shit. shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but Don, you know, he tries Peggy that this has gotta be a secret. No one at the office can know about it. He says this is business, which it's not, but okay. Yeah. And she tells him You'll have to believe me that I'll. you treating me badly because i remind you of it
1: oh my god she's a psychic is pretty (laughs) yeah pretty
0: pointed and yeah exactly the kind of right thing that could be weird in the office yeah the dawn gets home in the blue light of dawn yeah and betty is awake and she wants to know where the fuck he was ben
1: yeah it's she's like an angry mom when the kids out too late she's like where they're just clearly clearly awake just staring awake in bed yeah (laughs) yeah waiting for him and let's go ahead and ratchet up the don draper lie counter for this particular situation here's lie number one
0: he recently got medicine for high blood pressure and the pills did not mix with the drink so he had a wreck
1: guess what we were at that doctor's appointment he got valium if i recall correctly (laughs) phenobarbital (laughs) Phenobarbital, that's right yeah basically So
0: And it was because he was, you know, about to get some road head is why he crashed.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, pills. Yeah. Only pills that might have been involved would be blue pills in the modern era, but... Uh, Don doesn't need them. Don doesn't need them at this point, that we know of. No. <laughs> again, on Valentine's Day, he did, so... Yeah.
0: Well, alcohol doesn't help, as Pete, yes. <laughs> Pete told us. Another
1: theme of this episode.
0: This is a raunchy episode. Yeah. Right? Well,
1: <laughs> this podcast doesn't help those situations generally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and th- yeah, then they proceed to have basically a talk about argument. heated talk.
0: Yeah. Um. like you need to tell me this stuff. You can't just disappear.
1: Yeah, and Don just gaslights the shit out of her.
0: Oh yeah. It's yeah. brutal. He's like It's like
1: I didn't tell you because you're gonna act like this. You're yeah. gonna get you're gonna overreact and get hysterical.
0: I'm solving a problem, buddy. I need to have a clear head and not your hysterics. Right.
1: I need to make some more lies up quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, she she brings it back to being worried about him because her dad had high blood pressure, and so she gets kind of freaked out, and he promises to go to the doctor, but first she needs to help him get dressed because he needs to go back into work so no one knows what happened. And again,
1: she's mad because he, he said he'd stop just disappearing a la Sally's birthday.
0: Yeah, like, where do you go?
1: And then he just doesn't call her or tell her anything. And yeah. And that's what she's and really... And comes
0: in at, like, 4 in the morning. That's what with she's like really a, mad black at eye. So just yeah. let me
1: know. Yeah, and a broken arm or whatever, but... Right. <laughs>
0: yeah um Bob- he
1: <laughs> needs help getting dressed and that's where the scene ends
0: right Bobby also has a lie to come up with because she has to explain her absence to her husband and she needs to be hiding out until she you know can face him again she tells him that she has gone to a fat farm Wow a fat camp
1: and this seems to be something that she's done before yeah we're <laughs> like, not based on like out of hear. out of the yeah. ordinary we don't get jimmy's side of the call so we're only guessing what he's saying I mean, but she's kind of arguing obvious, with yeah. him
0: and she's like no your friends made fun of me
1: yeah which comedian
0: and she's like no you're joke. not too fat but like yeah. you know the camera i'm gonna be on camera with this show coming up so yeah and
1: it or implies even. that he asks, well do i need to lose weight?" right yeah <laughs> <So> you <laughs> but can, you can see him saying yeah we get this super sensitive side of uh jimmy again based on just what she's saying hmm
0: and then um, Peggy comes in because what she's done is picked up dry cleaning for Bobby so that she has, like, clothes to wear, and she picked up some food. And then Bobby's like, can't have this. It's going to ruin my alibi because you got her, like, muffins or whatever. Yeah, she's I, like, I need cottage cheese and champagne, which is that? Is that the diet that I should I, be going on yeah. to <laughs> lose some God. weight? Like, I don't know. Cottage cheese and champagne? I mean, I could get behind half of that
1: yeah cottage cheese one of my least favorite things no yeah but
0: champagne one of my faves yeah champagne not bad yeah and it's filling so i could see how you wouldn't eat a lot because you just kind of have a nap
1: right (laughs) yeah (laughs) bottle of champagne sleep
0: yep and that's how you lose weight you pass Um, out (laughs) i'm not a doctor (laughs) or a nutritionist
1: Yes, disclaimer. Please do not take medical or any real advice from this podcast. Yeah. That would be a mistake.
0: <laughs> for sure. She also got some like tabloid magazines for Bobby to like read and keep herself occupied. And one of them is talking about Marilyn Monroe, the icon. You heard herself. of her? <laughs> yeah. They're talking about her gossip about her, her problems. And Peggy says that she thinks most women would love to have her problems. Yeah, which
1: is questionable but, but i know she's like what
0: people know she's
1: like the superstar
0: of the era of mm-hmm. course I mean, yeah
1: even today
0: she's a bombshell she's you know always had like famous boyfriends and relatedly <laughs> bobby says that she's expected to or there's talk that she'll be performing at this fundraiser at madison square garden that week for the president's <laughs> birthday.
1: Oh, oh yeah. She has it. She no, fucking will be. Yeah, she's there. We know this story.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mr.
1: President. Happy birthday, <laughs> <Virginia>. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, like the sexiest rendition of Happy Birthday yeah, ever song. Yeah, shitty song. And she, yeah, she came out on, on to the stage with like a fur, like a white fur coat. And then like like, kind of dropped it down and was wearing this sheer flesh-colored fabric with, like, rhinestones on it that was so tight that, like, she could barely get it on and kind of, like, you could see, like, her body outline exactly. And after she sang this song to the president, he joked, I can now retire from politics after having had happy birthday sung to me in such a sweet, wholesome way. God. And it's obviously ratcheted up the sexual tension of the whole thing because they, like, had an affair.
1: I mean, we all all heard this story, too. Yeah.
0: And when you go through, like, the Wikipedia about this performance, there's a whole Wikipedia about this. (laughs) Related articles. Mistress category. Mistresses of John F. Kennedy. There are seven entries on this. Related categories to that page. (laughs) Mistresses of the United States President. (laughs) Kennedy has his own sub for that, which is the seven, and then there's, like, seven more, which are split pretty much equally among Bill Clinton, FDR, and Harding. Yes. So, those are the...
1: Harding's mistress is so famous because she managed to blackmail the Republican Party into paying her a lifetime pension to keep quiet on the uh, affair. <laughs> No. so it, it, nothing new but no. we know kennedy at least doubled the mistress rates i mean there's a, also that famous picture of him on the boat all the naked women it was, yeah, no, just he was super a, well known he was a poor was, jackie
0: a sex hound for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so bobby is supposed to like go to that she's got tickets for that performance Which is cool.
1: Well, yeah, because Jimmy, when we first met Jimmy, he said he's met
0: JFK JFK
1: and that Betty is his type. So it (laughs) all—I mean, it all lines up. Yeah, it all adds up.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but Peggy just kind of wants to, you know, make sure she's all set up, like out on the couch, and she's okay that she doesn't have a concussion.
1: Well, she really wants to go to bed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And as she's like walking off to bed, Bobby asks if she's his secretary. And she says, no, but we work together. So Bobby's definitely wondering, like, who is this, like, young woman that Don called in the middle of the night and that just came and picked me up, no questions, and is taking care of me? And this it's leads, very weird. yeah,
1: this is going to lead to some of the most interesting, maybe the most interesting interactions in this episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Between these two. We'll get back to them.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But we have a new character to introduce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jane. Jane oh sequel, Yeah. Comes in like a hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane less. Jane. Yeah. yeah. Hurricane Calamity Jane. Calamity
1: Jane, you might call her. <laughs> Joan's leading her in because she's Don's new secretary.
0: Yeah. And she's really, really pretty.
1: Yeah. We'll talk. We'll come back to that in the next scene that we get with Jane. Yeah. But here it's just her and, you know, we had this same scene with, uh, with uh, Peggy, Peggy in the first episode. Where yeah. Jean, uh, Joan's doing the old.
0: Like I know everything. Du, I'm gonna like help you out, du, 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 and you know, yeah, you're gonna have to learn about Mr. Draper's idiosyncratic taste. Right. But you're a college girl, so
1: you're gonna get this. Yeah, you're yeah. smart. So obviously different from Peggy, who's secretary of school. This is like a college.
0: Yeah. So she's expected to yeah be really sharp, and of course immediately, immediately Joan finds a way to work her wedding into this. She's like, yeah you're going to need to like jump in because i'm going to be pretty busy planning my wedding. Oh,
1: this is just some oh, classic God. like just Joan right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, flexing. And she and then of course like right after that it's oh don't worry like you're not going to put your foot in your mouth of talking about anyone here cuz he's a doctor. <laughs> like okay.
1: Right, but Jane we get it. First thing we get from Jane is she can politic because she like takes this running over her and, and handles like, it perfectly. Oh, your yeah.
0: ring is so lively. And Joan says, she looks at her ring and says, you'd like to think it doesn't matter. And eyes her ring and just does not continue That's the it. thought.
1: God, so good. <laughs> and then
0: she's been offered a few, and this one is by far the best.
1: How many? All right, here's men a guess. How her... many men have proposed to Joan? At she's, least three. We know she's thirty. Two, two right
0: yeah something or or so 30
1: to 32 i think so you say three at least three interesting i yeah. wonder was roger one of them
0: no i would say no based on how this storyline develops later right. but yeah she's a special lady
1: yeah <laughs> that's for sure anyway she basically gets set up there and lo and behold like sharks smelling blood in the water
0: the rats the rats have to come over (laughs) like the
1: rats smelling pizza in the new york subway come (laughs) scurrying over
0: yeah and she says isn't it the welcome wagon Yeah, dryly
1: cosgrove crane and kinsey and now we're calling crane based on the scene married crane yeah (laughs) so because that's how he introduces himself harry crane married Married, like Mary- like, I'm
0: not going to be the one that hits on you as blatantly as Mary- these other Cream. men.
1: He's still, yeah. I'm still going to hit on you. Don't worry. Yeah,
0: but, but just like the normal, it's all in good, it's in all in good fun. The 60s yeah, office environment. It's all in good fun. But then Don shows up, and, you know, he's obviously having a weird morning, his arm in a sling, and, you know, it's just kind of worked up and tired. And Joan introduces Don to Jane, and he just says good morning really flatly, hands her his hat, and then goes into his office. And she is taken aback yeah
1: the great politicker can't this is Handle a scene this. that i was kind of surprised they don't spend an extra couple seconds on jane's face yeah they all they do it quickly but you can see this is not she's star- startled yeah. She's
0: like wait
1: he didn't even look at me yeah. yeah yeah
0: and this is the first time that i've had that experience and, <laughs> and he's like the most handsome person here and
1: and, and you can see in the background joan kind of smile like oh my god ah, that's yeah, sweetie glad to be off this desk for sure um <laughs>
0: Yeah. So then Cosgrove wants to go in and immediately mentions to Don that he's going to try to help him keep a hold of this secretary. Ugh.
1: Cosgrove really going for that crown, that rat crown.
0: Yes. And Don says he doesn't even pay attention until <laughs> this. They've been there a month, basically.
1: Yeah. I've just had enough. I've, I've had enough trying to care.
0: Yeah. At this
1: point, until I can actually stick around. Right. Uh, but we learn that Cosgrove says Jimmy Barrett called. Yeah. And he wants a meeting. Does he say why? No. Nope. So Don's like... We get a little frozen moment from Uh, Don. Like, uh uh-oh.
0: But also, this is Don's second version of the story of why he's (laughs) injured. Yeah, that's right.
1: Lie number two. Let's count it up here.
0: He missed the bottom step. So he fell.
1: And he qualifies it with... It's an old house, (laughs) which I like. That's that's that nice little detail to really sell the lie. Yeah, I don't
0: think that their house is that old. But
1: also, Cosgrove doesn't give a shit. And uh, anyway... Yeah, Don's like, okay, let's let's give him a few days to cool down. He doesn't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, here. but
0: I think you know he's worried, rightfully so, that oh. right after he crashed the car, about to go to have sex with his wife at the beach beach house. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And then, of course, at the very end of it, Cosgrove is wondering if he should tell Jane, you know, to push his appointment off. And Don gives him a look, like Ugh. he's like, no, I'll handle it. Thanks. Yeah. Don. I was like, oh okay oh, yeah oh,
1: Don, okay. who doesn't mix business with pleasure at all?
0: yeah, he doesn't
1: this is it this situation's not even close to related to anything else going on in this episode, right God <laughs> All
0: right, where are we at now okay Don calls,
1: yeah, so I mean, Don got rattled, so what's he do now that he has to care? he calls. has to pretend to care at least Probably.
0: yeah
1: it's like, what did you tell him
0: and then he's like, are you okay? Oh, By the way, we're talking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize we were recording. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh yeah, it's a brief call and that's she, it, really. She says,
0: I'm covered. Yeah. You, you believe me. I've got this handled. Do you have your shit handled? I've got mine handled. And then Bobby again follows up with Peggy about this. Like, why why are you helping him out this way?
1: And why yeah, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like she just doesn't. She's just convinced that. There's something else going on between these two. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, why would
1: you do that other than she's your boss? Yeah. But.
0: And she says that he's done a lot for her. He made her a copywriter. And Bobby is quick to say, I bet you made yourself a copywriter. Look at all these books.
1: Yeah, Bobby sees it immediately. Mm He's like, you, you know, this is kind of what... Bobby was talking about with Don earlier. Like, I can tell that you're kind of this person that works like I do. Yeah. And that yeah. wants to figure this out.
0: And that is ambitious. For us. And yeah, yeah. For sure. And they talk about Don, and Bobby says, like, he's a decent guy, isn't he? Like, you wouldn't think he would be based on his whole thing. And Peggy is just kind of says. I never expect him to be any other way
1: than what he is. Oh, is that the most Don Draper line a non-Don <laughs> character has ever uttered? Right, I think exactly. so. That is some good ad man dialogue yeah, right
0: yeah. there. She's in on it.
1: Yeah. And then we get another cut scene of to Peggy. A flashback. Yeah, Peggy closing the door slowly, and immediately we cut to 1960, right you can after tell, Thanksgiving.
0: You can tell it's a flashback because Peggy has those horrible bangs again.
1: And we see Peggy's sister, and she's pregnant. Yeah, which we know she already had the kid.
0: And they, when they're asking the neurological test questions, yeah. Eisenhower's president. Just
1: in case you weren't watching closely, they nail it in. This is a flashback, yeah. but we could tell we knew what this was immediately.
0: Yeah, it's you know shortly after Peggy went in and delivered a baby after not knowing she was pregnant and denying it.
1: Right, and they seem to. We first see them kick out the mom and the sister. Mm-hmm. And the mom, we can. It, it's kind of building on, off last episode. She's clearly doting on her, like, I'll be just right I'll be outside. will be right back.
0: But then the sister's clearly like.
1: <sighs> Even she has a little pity in her face at this point. At this point, point yeah. yeah. And then they, they say that she has some sort of neurosis. Yeah. So. Because
0: now, yeah, she's not here now. Like, this isn't related to, like, recovering from the pregnancy anymore or from giving birth anymore. This is, like, we kept you here because you don't you denied that you were pregnant as a child like
1: it's yeah there's definitely some and and we got something from peggy's sister was that the first ep of this season where she says the state doesn't think you you can make your own decisions Doesn't think you can make your own decisions and it seems like there's there's definitely got to be some trauma involved from having a baby when you didn't know you were pregnant.
0: Yeah, and for sure. I like, think that's... As a base yeah. level, yeah. But then that fact that she was like, nope, that's not what's happening. I'm not pregnant. Right. I, it, impossible. Yeah. Like They're like, oh, there's something not connecting here. And she's
1: drugged up in this scene too. She's mm-hmm. hazy. She's talking really slowly. Yeah. They ask her like basic, like,
0: T- baseline where are questions. you questions. And yeah. she knows all that, but then when they ask why she's here, she's like, no.
1: It's so weird that this is episode five and we're getting back to this when there was barely spoken of in the first few episodes Mm -hmm. like we thought that this was just gonna be Be blown
0: uh, over just move
1: on right but here we are again and it catches you by such surprise based on what peggy's doing in this episode but it leads perfectly in from her conversation with bobby about why are you doing this yeah and we're gonna see more yeah Yeah. this is gonna build the next part of the
0: flashback and yeah the doctor's like i told you why you're here you had a baby and she just kind of is silent right the scene ends
1: but we're still in the doctor's office just a different doctor's office because we get to see old porno pete here
0: pete <laughs> yeah pete
1: he finally gets his wish He doesn't get him a film but he gets some nudie nudist, mag-
0: nudist magazine nudie
1: magazine it's like, day,
0: nudie not magazine like day. Por- they're not even like porny like stuff they're like nudist like yeah. magazines this is a
1: bizarre little joke too is he's going through these magazines and they're like yeah they're naked magazines and then for some reason there's a u.s news and world report in there about prar it's, like, it's like oh no, that was 20 plus years ago
0: and now do you want to <laughs> i don't explosions i don't know but...
1: maybe that's a way to calm down afterwards <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just i don't know why they did that but it's it does show you weird. how old these mags are yeah right? yeah i guess right. is what another old timey like new york comedian joke about magazines in the doctor's office being old i feel yeah, like that's it's a seinfeld just... joke from the 80s
0: yeah and we know like you know they just talked about marilyn monroe and we know that you know she was on the first issue of playboy in 1960 and there's certainly no playboy type magazines on the stack yes,
1: without her consent
0: yes what... no i think we talked about that too didn't we at some point?
1: playboy came up at some point yeah
0: though. and yeah no Who she knows She had had, like, photos taken for, like, modeling stuff before she became famous. And then Hugh Hefner. Yeah.
1: Guys, when you make a podcast that's also centered around drinking, it's hard to remember what you did in the other podcasts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's certainly fair to say. (laughs) Then, yeah, so... Uh, Maybe
1: the greatest cut scene of all time follows
0: this. (laughs) So Pete's, you know, got to deposit a semen sample, and then the next scene, we hear...
1: Roger hitting a paddle ball it's like a paddle ball, and <laughs> In you his just office. get that song, that sound, that thump 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 thump. Yep. thump. It's just it's phenomenal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then Joan comes into his office, and she's like, you know, everyone can hear that, and he's like, well, I like. I like it because no one even knows what I'm doing. It's good for my mystique. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's fucking Roger. Yeah. It's like I'm the boss. People shouldn't know what's going on in here. So he's
0: <laughs> playing with a ball. That's yeah. bizarre. Not even working. Just. But we get around. the scene
1: that we wanted from the moment we found out Joan was engaged,
0: which is how's Roger gonna this react to tete this? tête-à-tête
1: between these two? It's always a joy to watch.
0: Yes, and he first kind of hassles her about like, why would you even want to get married? and she says it hasn't stopped you from having a good time and how old is he is her fiance 34 he asks, what's wrong with him and then says that it's nice to hear the story of relatively young love brutal
1: Brutal. and then
0: god she asks are you being a concerned daddy there's
1: a a daddy (laughs) yeah a lot of weird stuff going on here but it only is gonna get weirder Windy. A scene that opens with a paddle ball. Yeah, it's not. It's it tells you exactly what it's gonna be.
0: He then tells what he told his own daughter about marriage.
1: If you put a penny in a jar every time you make love in the first year of marriage, and then you take a penny out of the jar every time you make love in the second year, you know what you have? A jar full of pennies. Oh. Bizarre. And Great. Then they, there's still some like chippiness yeah, between a little... them. Yeah, another relationship that didn't quite get uh
0: resolved
1: well resolved yeah
0: he wants to paddle her for good luck and she smirks and then leaves
1: yep god great use of uh, this wins our end of season award for best incorporation of a children's game into an episode yeah (laughs) new category coming later
0: (laughs) back to peggy and bobby you know bobby's working on covering up her eye with some makeup tricks that she learned when she was a dancer
1: yeah it's so weird how they keep jumping back to these weird little vignettes with these two and these dialogues yeah you know just every just inserted every once in a while because these scenes are like between some more lighter scenes as we just talked about
0: one right
1: and then they flash into some of the heaviest scenes in the the episode but they're so tense oddly so
0: yeah because yeah again again bobby's trying to go back to like well maybe you weren't seeing Don but are you in love with him and Peggy's a little like prickly about it but she's firm that she's not and she doesn't care about if Bobby is
1: which is kind of this is kind of crazy because you know in Mad Men does this to you where for as good as it is at like developing the characters sometimes it skips over a ton of things like it, is this relationship with Bobby and Don like more developed than we think it is like, because mm-hmm. she, Bobby she's seems to imply, yeah, she's extreme. We can tell you that. Yeah, I'm nervous about it. She's very Peggy suspicious being, yeah. of Peggy, but she also, like, saying that implies that she's in love with Don. Mhm. And that's
2: which like fast. It's like
1: we've had three episodes with Bobby in it, and we just don't get that developed Yeah. So I mean, Mad Men loves to do this, like skip time and then make you, as a viewer, figure out the relationship. Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah, like fill in the gaps.
0: But I think, too, some of it, like, some of it is, like, you know, jealousy, like, thinking that Peggy is, like, a rival, but then some of it is also her just trying to figure out and kind of, like, as a woman that's been doing business herself for a long time, she's trying to figure out Peggy's kind of role, because she can tell it's not just, like, you know, I'm, I'm just happy being a secretary, and I'm, you know, she can tell that there's kind of more to, like, Don, what Don sees of her.
1: Right. Yeah, and I mean she's trying to, yeah. The fact that Don Calder resonates and mm-hmm. then the fact that she like we talked about relates to Peggy, like she senses
0: a camaraderie
1: camaraderie or similarities between her has her pressing her for this. And mm-hmm. Peggy does not like it, but we start to get the sense that she's like just trying to figure out where Peggy's head is at, almost to help her. And I think that this will develop further in the episode. Where we talk about the the last interaction between yeah, the two. Yeah. But it's just weird because of the way Bobby's like trying to make this so nonchalant and like mm-hmm. friendly, and but it's so like, clearly something else underlying like, I the need whole more conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. Um, so, <laughs> at the office. Yeah, let's
1: release the tension again. It's
0: back. It's back to Jane, and again, Jane is
1: so she's young. Yeah.
0: She's beautiful she's got a slamming bod
1: she's what you'd call belligerently hot i think where she's like your, really good looking in your face in a kind it. of a conventional way but there's something about her that still polarizes you it's one of those people that's like yeah they're hot but i hate them yeah and i hate She's got a
0: bit of an rbf
1: yeah well yeah but it's also like something in like the way she looks and carries herself that's like i want to hurt people's feelings you yeah, know, and so she MD, carries this, is so beautiful, this, this kind, kind of like, like yeah. obsessed with me. so it's like and, it, and it's not like anything she says. It's just how she looks. Yeah, it's
0: she looks gonna, like a mean girl. It's
1: going to piss people off.
0: Yeah, she looks like a hot mean girl.
1: And we see a bunch of dudes just hovering around like opening file cabinets and like glancing over. Her.
0: <laughs> yeah. And she is wearing like she's wearing a like, tweed gray pencil skirt a white button down, but it's like half unbuttoned nearly. So you can see like her slip underneath and then like kind of has a pencil in her mouth and her legs kind of like kicked out a bit. So she's like looking, you know, she's presenting herself in a way to look sexy.
1: Yeah. No, she's feasting on this attention. You have to wonder if like, this is a reaction to the way Don. Yeah. She's like, I'll show you how
0: fucking hot I am.
1: Yeah. Watch. <laughs> I'm going to destroy this office from the inside. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And Joan walks up. She shooes the men away from their their file, their fake file diggings, and says that they should pitch their tents elsewhere.
1: Yeah, good old pants tents Yeah. what she's talked about. I mean, they're it's so Obvious. stupid because they're in the old client files. Yeah, like, there's these, nothing in there yeah. they
0: need. They're just lurking to be yeah,
1: creeps. It's creeping.
0: But she comes up to Jane and says, "I see what you're doing, and I have to say, I'm disappointed."
1: Oh, they were getting along so well
0: and Jane pretends that she doesn't know what she's talking about, but Joan is like... Your décolletage is distracting. This is an office that hinges on professional decorum.
1: Joan's like, motherfucker, I invented this. I know what you're doing. Yeah. (laughs) I was born in it.
0: (laughs) But... Lived
1: it. (laughs) Even though...
0: And then, I mean, the fact that Joan buttons, like, three buttons, it's like, well... If there was that many, you had to do that shows that they were pretty unbuttoned at work. Right. But Joan's still like, no, you need to get a sweater yeah. over lunch.
1: Go buy a sweater at lunch.
0: And she says, "There's still plenty to see," and you know that, yeah. like, kind of patronizing, but right. being like,
1: "It's that Joan, just tone it
0: down a little bit." It's girl. that
1: Joan way of like sweetly I'm, talking. It's I'm almost
0: helping. Uh, it's almost
1: umbrageous, where it's like, um,
0: mm-hmm. come
1: on. I'll be polite, but you know this is supposed to cut you deep yeah. and, like, reprimand you, basically.
0: Yeah. Cosgrove, though, he <laughs> tries to shoot, you know, his shot and talk about how Don's got someone – he's got a meeting with Don with someone famous coming up.
1: It's a trickle-down animosity in this scene.
0: Yeah. And so she's <laughs> like, well, I've just been, like, chastised for being too flirtatious, so I'm going to take it out on Ken almost. She's like, I'm sorry, what's your title here? Who are he's you? Like, I'm Ken! Cosgrove accounts
1: not used to this that's for sure (laughs) another scene of someone not used to the disrespect they're getting yeah from the opposite sex
0: (laughs) and just the weirdest the weirdest moment of the scene is when freddie rumson walks out of his office next to don's and announces
1: it's like check this out Talk about giving no fucks. With a zipper. right? Like, all the other guys are, like...
0: You know, trying to play it focusing cool. Focusing on, and like, on Jane. Jane. And he comes
1: out and literally two feet from her starts unzipping and zipping his pants. Yeah. Which are, like, above belly button, too. These are some <laughs> old-timey pants. <laughs> yeah, I swear. yeah. And he plays... Yeah, whatever Mozart
0: that is. Mm-hmm. And Jane just kind of, like, nods and then, like, looks away. <laughs>
1: Ken looks kind of amused. But, but kind of
0: annoyed, I think. He's, like incredulous that he would do that in front of jane but
1: jane's face here is hilarious it's like like,
0: "Mm, yeah where the
1: fuck am i yeah Yeah, whatever whatever whatever
0: (laughs) yeah and then so it's the final scene with bobby and peggy when finally they really get to the point of like what bobby has been trying to to talk about and she tells peggy that she needs to start living the life of the person she wants to be you're never gonna get that corner office until you start treating don as an equal And no one will tell you this, but you can't be a man. Don't even try. Be a woman. It's powerful business when done correctly.
1: Right, this is where it finally comes together. Like, okay, she's like trying to give her some sort of advice, I think. Mm -hmm. She's like dug enough and was like, okay, you're on this track, but remember, if you want to get where you're going to get.
0: Yeah, you you can't just kind of bend over backwards. For Dawn, you need to like show show him that you know your value and that you can play in the same game as him basically
1: but there's condescension here for sure yes so i guess my question is how did and and again this is like one of elizabeth moss's super talents is like making a facial expression that is so ambiguous that it's Mm -hmm. hard to tell what she feels right you know but it's still like a facial expression yeah and what do you think she's regarding this advice with does it resonate with her or is she like this woman's got to get out of my fucking house
0: I think that you know to some extent she's like well it's a different situation and you're talking about kind of using sex appeal in a way that's not something that like you know I would do but she takes to heart like this idea of like needing to like play with the big boys and there's like a moment later in the episode that I think shows that why she takes it to heart right right you're right
1: yeah, it's interesting, but at this point in the scene,
0: you're like, "What does she think of this?" It's yeah. such
1: a weird, like these three scenes with these two in the apartment are just so odd,
0: mm-hmm. in
1: like the dynamic they're setting up and like what they're, what they're building towards. Yeah,
0: but I um, think it all kind of comes together I think in a couple you're right. later scenes. Yes. But before we get to kind of the next part of that development, there's Pete and Trudy again, and Trudy reports that the doctor's office called and says that his sample was. Quite viable.
1: Pete comes in like jolly as ever. Jazz, yeah. you hear
0: this. Huh,
1: I wonder why. He's just nutted all over that World Report. Yeah. <laughs> US News and World Report. Uh, he picks, what is it called? Jaybird? Jaybird.
0: It's a nudist. Yeah, some nudist pictorials. Yeah, obviously,
1: he's in a good mood.
0: Yeah, and so he's like super pleased about this and compares
1: his sperm to Superman. Basically, leaping over tall buildings.
0: Yeah. You know, he gets tries to get Trudy to do it toast with him to viability and
1: completely misses how the she's other side of it. what this means. The, yeah. Yeah,
0: which is completely. that you know, if he if there's not fertility like issues with, you know, on his end that there might they're be probably a, on her end if if that's what's happening. Yeah.
1: Empathy's not a word that we get too often with Pete.
0: No. No. <laughs> so she kind of can finally he finally tells that she's upset and then He's like, well, you had to know that this could have been the reason. Like, he's not very sympathetic.
1: No, he says the doctor's just going to blow up your ovaries (laughs) or whatever he's going to do. Right.
0: And then it kind of veers into, like, well, is it really such a bad thing? Like, he's like, you have kids. You can't travel. You can't go to the movies. Like, you can't do anything fun anymore. Your life's over. Basically,
1: he's like, this is good news because I don't want kids.
0: Right. Without saying. And now we don't
1: have to have kids. That much. Yeah.
0: And she gets pissed about, pissed at him she tells him he's immature and he, sounds familiar <laughs> And he says that I just did a very private thing in a very public place for you
1: yeah okay Pete
0: and she's like stop just complaining about that you can't see Kate fear another time <laughs> <It's> br- which, <laughs> which is a movie a 1962 movie psychological thriller about like a convict that like stalks a criminal that he like prosecuted
1: remade in the 90s. Uh, with Robert De Niro.
0: Oh, interesting!
1: It's really good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Well, the original um, was
0: yeah Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum. So right,
1: I believe it's the guy gets out of prison, and that, in the original it's Robert Mitchum gets out of prison mm-hmm. and goes after the attorney that put Gregory him in Peck. prison. Yeah, yeah, and Robert De Niro plays the prisoner in the new one. I'm trying to think who plays. I want to say Greg Kinnear, Nick Nolte. But yeah,
0: Gregory Peck and sure play a lawyer.
1: Yeah, Atticus Fe- Atticus Peck. Yeah, this scene, the, back to this scene, it's brutal because it's like we get to see how Trudy can't get mad for that long and has to apologize for expressing herself to Pete.
0: I yeah. Think. But at the end it's like, you know, she just leaves it with, "Well, I'm why I'm so upset is cuz I really want a baby." Right. Like, like I'm that's why I'm emotional about listen, this.
1: I want a baby. And yeah. she straight up says it and he's not going to say he's like, I, like I, don't. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We know where this ends up, but for the sake of building towards this, we get these weird fights between these two that seem like they're super unsettled in this marriage thing. You know, over and over, that's what we get is, especially Pete is so, he just can't seem to get control of what this life is like married, Mm -hmm. and he basically fights back against every aspect of it to his wife's detriment, and then... She always seems to be the one that has to apologize and do the work to clean it up. Which is what she does here, eventually. She yeah. just apologizes, like, saves it because he's ready to storm out at the end of this. And Pete just playing the victim.
0: Yep. Ugh. Then it's the other part of the flashback, which is, like, the key, key scene in this episode. Right.
1: We went five episodes without flashbacks. Did we? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And now we get... And I guess we didn't mention this earlier. This is the first, like not Donna's central character set of flashbacks we've gotten in the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's These true. These are
1: Peggy's flashbacks. Yeah. So now we kind of elevate... We talked about this in one of our bonus episodes about, like... I call it the or solar the system characters. of... Yeah, yeah, this elevates Peggy to, like, main, main character. Yeah. Even though she already pretty much was. But, like, when you get your own flashback,
0: <laughs> yeah, this here. is the real
1: deal. But, I mean, that's not to say Donna isn't in this flashback.
0: No, and that's, that's the whole thing is when... It's like a later a later point when she's in the hospital, and when she opens her eyes at the hospital bed, Don is sitting there, and at first she's like, is this real? Is this real life?
1: And, and this is mind-blowing. Yeah. Like,
0: and he's like, yeah, I am here.
1: Don somehow figured this out. Don shows up. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Because
0: he tells her, he says, well, you disappeared, and then I called your roommate, and she gave me your mom's number. Your mom said you were quarantined for tuberculosis, which was supposed to make me not be concerned, but... It wasn't. So he tracked her down.
1: Right, and this right here like ties together this whole episode. This is what Bobby's been trying to get at the entire show.
0: Like, what is the connection between you and Don? That's different from right. just working together. Yeah, yeah. What?
1: What? And you know, we didn't know this. You know, the no, first thing we heard, Peggy's thing. like, "He's done a lot of things for me." Yeah. And we're like, "Yeah, he promoted you." Da da da, da. Yeah. Oh wait, this is crazy. This is the, the, yeah. big,
0: the big stuff. She he asks what's wrong with her, and she says, "I don't know." he says, what do they want you to do? She says, I don't know. And then he gives his power line for the scene. Yes, you do.
2: Do it. Do whatever they say. Peggy, listen to me. Get out of here and move forward. This never happened.
1: It will shock you how much it never happened. And this raises a ton of questions that we've discussed as we've watched this episode repeatedly. What does Don know exactly? Does he know?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously he knows that she's in the hospital and that it's not because of tuberculosis. And she's
1: drugged up, for sure. And
0: we probably... And her
1: mom's, like... Not telling him the truth. Didn't tell him the truth.
0: And probably or possibly that it's like she's in a psych unit. No, no, for sure. But it's likely that he knows that. But does he know that she gave birth?
1: Had a baby. Yeah. Does he know that? And, you know, Don's power statement, as you put it, doesn't answer any questions like Don's power statements often do.
0: But it tells, you know, it. it, of course, it's like, of course, that's the advice Don's going to give because that's what he did. And how he became Don Draper is right. he yeah. <laughs> just didn't look back, went forward, like, you know, committed to a different life. And
1: that's you're, what... You're not going to believe this, Peggy. You could just lie. Yeah. You can just lie and, and get away with it. people won't even question yeah. you if you yeah. are
0: confident about it. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Um, I am of the, the camp. I'm in the camp that he knows yeah. what happened here.
0: I think so, too. And this, like, goes back to earlier in the season. There was that pitch for the defenders and like there was a point where they asked Peggy about something or Peggy said something and like Don gave her like a like a look kind of like uh, seeing how she was reacting to it.
1: Yeah, I feel like if we went back and now after seeing this again, this episode again, which mm-hmm. I mean, these are some of the most unforgettable scenes in the early Mad Men. Series. Oh yeah. I mean, if we went back and watched the first four episodes, I think that we There'd could suss out heads. some cues here of like some sort of intimate knowledge between the two yeah or, like you know some recognition of this scene
0: right well i think too it's like you know everyone knew that like she had gained weight when she, before she left and then she came back and she had lost weight but like don knowing she gained weight and she's in the hospital like maybe it was like the pregnancy part of it like there was more context to it so he could have figured that out anyway right. and that
1: was the first scene of the second season but close were, to the first scene, they were speculating and they were about speculating. what happened. Yeah. Fat Farm came up in that scene too. Yes, I mean it's just perfectly done. This scene,
0: yeah. I mean, we find out what she credits Dawn for. It's not just this promotion, but it's giving her the permission and like having the confidence in her to be like, your life is still, you can still continue on the same direction you were going, and like, you can be stronger because of it. Basically. Right.
1: And it's also Don saying, "I have faith in you." I support you,
0: and I'm gonna. You know, I'm not gonna tell anyone. This doesn't matter. You can. Just, this can
1: be. This can be fixed. Is basically what he says. Which again, another is flashback what,
0: is what she told him
1: right. about and,
0: the drinking stuff.
1: And it entirely connects. Number one, why Don called Peggy, and number two, mm-hmm. why Peggy came.
0: Yeah, and why up. she said, "I want you to know, I'll forget this. I don't want to, you know." you to look at me and think about it right like and it's kind of the same you could have seen that exact that line coming to her yeah, yeah you could have
1: seen that exact line coming in this conversation
0: yeah so it's like a reciprocal kind of thing now yeah, it's
1: beautifully put together Yeah, no it's really really
0: good and then it goes back to present day and they're at the office and after peggy peggy was basically she didn't go to work you know the day that she was taking care of bobby and she was catching up on sleep and she didn't do her work and then don was like well like I did my work.
1: Back to reality. Yeah. Right? God.
0: And she like looks at him like, you fucking know why I didn't do this? Yeah, exactly. you still going to give me this?
1: <laughs> of course, because it is it's normalcy, I think. Yeah, um,
0: and they're... And yeah. I
1: think that they're both playing the game.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, she can't... Obviously, she can't be like, yeah, I couldn't do it because I was picking you you and your drunk mistress up at the police station.
1: Well, as they leave, she closes the door and we're wondering. I was like, oh, no, Uh, what happens here?
0: (laughs) She apologizes for being unprepared, but then says, but, you know, it's just that $110 is a lot of money for me to come up with on short notice.
1: Good catch, because she was going to say, remember that conversation we had in the car. You were not going to treat me worse. I didn't want you to treat me worse. Right. It's kind of like a
0: reflection. It's kind of like, remember the whole thing. Like, think about all the parts of this. But
1: she cuts back and does the right thing. Yeah. And she gets her point across in a way that's not going to, like, start a fight. friction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, but it's also like, he kind of acknowledges. He's like, yeah, well, okay. Like, you're right that I need to think about your you know how your effect on you too. right and
1: and he understands yeah he gets it mm-hmm. gives her some of the money done. and do we mention all this happens because they had to end the meeting early because jimmy is showing up yes already? yeah so
0: they're wrapping that up quick because now don's like oh here we go part two Seems but cool down but the pivotal moment of this scene tying it back to the last converse the last flashback is when he gives her the money she looks at him and she says thank you don yeah not Mr. Draper, Don. Right. And he gives a look like, oh. Huh. But that's, you know, her moment of taking Bobby's advice to heart of like, I need to assert myself even with you and, you know, show that um, I'm not just going to be indebted to you forever.
1: Right. And also, by the way, I have leverage. You know, I think <laughs> Peggy finally feels that way. Like yeah. she has proven yeah. herself in the, at work and then also proven herself as like a
0: trusted i don't like, want to say a
1: friend but like a trusted yeah exactly trusted yeah. counterpart
0: right yeah and that you know now he's kind of and indebted it, to her and she she doesn't have to have this whole thing now where she's like oh my god like i'm gonna have to be so deferential to you forever because you like help me in this moment this personal moment
1: right and again don's reaction speaks volumes <laughs> as to like you know there's a little bit of surprise but it's not like
0: unwarranted and he doesn't think he's not like oh yeah. this is unwarranted he's yeah. like oh, okay yeah, that's where we like, are now peggy. got it huh.
1: all right peggy yeah. you continue to impress me
0: yeah and <laughs> jimmy comes in just like a storm another storm
1: yeah what's he called jane <laughs> a tomato patch
0: he says well draper quite the tomato farm you've got here what does that Window mean? dressing is important what
1: does that mean tomato <laughs> farm
0: god knows Ugh.
1: But anyway, it's it's the same thing Jimmy did to Betty.
0: Right. And so Peggy, and then Peggy kind of exits the office, is exiting the office, and she and Bobby exchange a look. And you think Bobby's kind of like, oh, look at you.
1: Yeah, it's like, I'm and trying to think of like a movie thing where it's like two people just kind of nod at each like other and smile. And then and it's like a 90s rom-com or something where two friends kind of like, they became friends at the end, they kind of just like yeah. nod at each other and... Like Mean Girls, at the end of Mean Girls. Yeah, like
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Smiling, then the, you know.
0: Regina p- and Candy. The
1: Fall Out Boy song comes on, <laughs> whatever it is, and for they sure, play yeah. off. But this scene's not done yet.
0: Yeah, and then Jimmy and Bobby go into his office. Jimmy asks Don what happened, because he's got his arm in a sling. And ding, ding,
1: ding, line number three.
0: <laughs> an old football injury, yeah. which does not account for the cut above his eye. Nope. And Jimmy's like, yeah, I get those, too. <laughs>
1: great. Another great line from Jimmy, like, he doesn't play football. Right,
0: because he's like, yeah, he's like, Don's like a jock, and I'm like, you know, the class clown type, so yeah. I don't relate. Bobby is pretty quiet. Doesn't
1: say a word. Really. You know, Except he says she looks good, right? I think he does. Or, like, well or because, Yeah, because she yeah. has makeup on, and it doesn't look like she has any injuries. No, she looks fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... Jimmy says, like, the reason he's there is to thank him for helping with, like, you know, and there not being a conflict with us for Grin and Barrett. And Jimmy's like, we all got what we wanted, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we'll talk about this at the end of this scene. But Don's taken back because he thought this was something else. He thought mm-hmm. Jimmy was mad. But Jimmy yeah. Jimmy came in to thank him.
0: Mm-hmm. Although that, yeah, that phrase is... So, loaded.
1: Yeah. They have a, just a weird little interaction between each other.
0: And he's like, you know? I just want you to know I'm not a bad guy. And, you know, thanks. And Don's like, You didn't have to come all the way here to tell me that. And.
1: Yeah, he yeah. says, I knew that. And Jimmy goes, Nobody knew that. Nobody, yeah, knows, nobody that. knows that. Yeah, you cool cat, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> a little like, beaten a hipster yeah. uh, vibe there. Donnie boy. But we have yeah. to talk about, it. does Jimmy know? Right I now? think so. Yeah. This seems like almost an investigative move by Jimmy. Yeah, that's what I thought,
0: too. He wanted to do it right away, his wife is gone, and then Don pushes him off a few days. My only question is, like, how did he, when his wife was gone, you probably assumed that she was, like, with another man or something.
1: Right. Well, we get that preface at the beginning that she, about the, you know, she's made every pilot united or whatever he said.
0: She she made every pilot down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... (laughs) So he's already got suspicions, I think.
0: Yeah, but it's like what I I wondered about the part with Dawn specifically because they didn't really like seem to let it on in front of Jimmy that I saw before.
1: Yeah, you got to think that he knows that she's been going in to talk about the pilot. I think she mm-hmm. went in at least once, and that also without him
0: being there. Yeah, yeah. It also That's talked true.
1: about how I think that it was weird to him that she. Basically said she wasn't gonna make him apologize, and then immediately makes him come out during the dinner. After Don talked to her, after Don trumps yeah. her,
0: basically, he he
1: and then uh, well, he
0: didn't know, but yeah. And then he's also
1: made comments like, "This guy,
0: this hot, yeah, hot guy." It's like
1: this guy Ken. What do you call Barbie and Ken? Right? Didn't yeah. Call, yeah. So he's like, I think he's already like intimidated and like insecure because. Of Dawn. Yeah. Like, because everyone in the world is. Yes. And then all this is like an amalgamation, and then she disappears.
0: Yeah. And then he won't see her him the next day. I feel like if he saw him the next day, he might not. Yeah, okay. But then he was like, well, you're all beat up. Like,
1: Right. I don't think, I think Jimmy, yeah. We don't give well. him quite the credit he deserves based on how Bobby talks about him. But I think that he knows here. Because there's just something about the way he speaks to Don about yeah. this. Like,
0: I think that thing where he says, well, we all got what we wanted, didn't we?
1: Yeah. Like Ugh.
0: you two. That line doesn't got make sense you, otherwise. You two yeah. got each other and then you also, but you got a little right. beat up in the process
1: oh and it's another good scene this whole episode is basically about people trying to figure out what other people are thinking yeah without,
0: yeah. <laughs> without any letting
1: actual on. idea the viewer still has no idea in half these scenes what actually is being thought yeah. which the show loves to do that loves to use the actor skills to like yeah, really make you think ambiguity. there's like six different things that could be going on
0: yeah um the last scene of the episode is don returning home and there's meatloaf but don's wondering where the salt is and betty just gives him a look and shay says you'll see you'll get used to it it's for your own good
1: damn it don you idiot
0: because he's lied. bad lie yeah, yeah bad lie he picked the bad lie for betty because yeah, least, now he has to commit to this whole high blood pressure thing
1: at least one lie bites him this episode yes
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's such a simple thing like taking away salt but, uh,
0: but now I mean, you know, I,
1: I guess people love to just dump the salt on stuff. I guess we don't really do that. Yeah. I mean, I always put salt on stuff, but not after it's made. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> diatri- <laughs> little diatribe there. It's just funny because it's, it's like. That's it's,
0: your little consequence you get. Yeah.
1: Right and it's like done in like care and love. Yeah. You know, like that's what Betty says. It's like, why can't daddy have salt is what Sally asks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we love him that yeah. he says and Don's like fuck this
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I'm getting salt but he can't
0: feel like I was lying before <laughs> his, so he's stuck yeah his face is priceless
1: his face is like oh I fucked uh, up I, I done goofed
0: <laughs>
1: and that is how just an episode ends with a little moment of finally Don getting some uh, we'll
0: come backlash is, yeah, yeah. alright
1: time for our weekly awards
0: yes so who are you promoting
1: I'm promoting Peggy yes me I too I think it's pretty clear yeah. Uh through the whole episode this is a peggy centric episode Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways even though it starts with the car crash yeah uh and i just think where we get to at the end with her and we get a little more understanding of her and don's relationship and it's way more deeply rooted and complex than we thought yeah and then ending the way she ends with her power move Mm -hmm. uh and like playing that perfectly is like Peggy is becoming a force to be reckoned with. Yeah,
0: or it wasn't like, you know, too aggressive or off-putting, but it, you know, just yeah, like you said it was a power move to kind of get her in in her next stage of of her relationship with Don and and her role as a power player in the definitely,
1: office. Definitely, definitely. Who are you going to fire? Pete. Always a good choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always
1: yeah. a solid option to yeah. fire. Yeah. I
0: mean, just like, you know, it's not it's not because, like, he doesn't want to have kids. Like, that's, you know, a valid a valid way to feel. But just the way that he, like, kind of bombed Trudy with that, this episode, and that he took it out on her, his stress about it, by, like, yeah. being really inconsiderate to her about it. It just, um, it's been a really, really bad handling of the situation for him.
1: Not to mention he creeps out the doctor. Yeah. Thank God the episode didn't show us any interactions he had with the nurse oh, God, i can't no, even imagine can't. what was yeah, going on you don't on want to think about that, that in that scene but uh yeah that's good stuff what about you i'm gonna fire rumson i just uh, i just <laughs> can't even like the kind of like you either had he either has to be we didn't really talk about whether he was like wasted during his little yeah, pants scene I mean, but legally. just the like lack of fucks to give to come out
0: in the, in an two office two
1: feet away from the new like bombshell secretary and just zip up and down
0: unzip your pants yeah
1: and then when no one regards it he just has this look on his face like a tough crowd yeah (laughs) i mean this is just it's so bizarre this part of that between this and the paddle ball it's just so bizarre yeah what is going on in this office
0: yeah that's a good pick right who's the hottie
1: I mean, what well, can you not go with Jane? Yeah. I think we have to go with the new character here mm-hmm. when her point in this whole episode is, is that look at the hot new secretary. And she plays the part great. Yeah. She's very good looking. And, mm-hmm. I mean.
0: And plays, a way, plays it in a way like, I, and I know it.
1: Half buttoned down. Yeah, we talked about the belligerent hotness. Yeah. Let's just say we've got a lot to say and deal with Jane in, yeah. in this show. So we're excited. This is a good introduction.
0: Yes. And this is going to be an introduction to my later to be developed thesis about the sexual demise of Don's secretaries and or the secretary sex curse
1: i'm excited to hear this i don't know this thesis I yeah think. so let's just say we're gonna get academic
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes and you
1: agree though i assume for hot yeah and that's yeah. what i said i yeah. think
0: jane yeah best quote
1: um the best quote is peggy responding to uh bobby Saying Don's a good guy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that. like I said during the episode, that's just like chef's mm-hmm. kiss ad ad person. Yeah, she's Chef's kiss m- mad woman. back at yeah. d- a Don type. It's, it's so good. Yeah. What about you?
0: Mine is Don's directive to her to
1: yeah, I mean, move forward.
0: It'll shock you how much this never happened. I
1: think that's objectively <laughs> the best line in the episode. Yeah. Best writing in the episode. Just not my favorite. Yeah. And what about a quote from our old friend? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that whole scene with him and Joan, pretty much, you when, know,
1: yeah.
0: like, everything he said was pretty funny. When that. those
1: two share a scene, it, it's some of the best writing this show does, and, and just some of the most fun, like, acting that the mm-hmm. show can do. But yeah, I also chose the first line that he says about the mystique. Mysterious, yeah, yeah, his mystique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, yeah, the story of relatively young love.
1: This yeah was funny. that was good yeah <laughs> he's so sassy let's note that neither of us picked the the jars the penny jar line that he said to his daughter Ugh.
0: yeah neither <laughs> of us picked that <laughs> all <laughs> right take the
1: lead best outfit there's a lot of different styles going through this episode
0: yeah my favorite is bobby's look when don comes to meet her and she's in that like gold metallic dress And she later puts on over it, you see that she has a gold metallic coat, which, as you know, is a look that I'm very into from seeing it in Ocean's Eleven when Tess wears it and then buying a metallic gold trench coat so I could emulate that look. Big fan.
1: If there's a couple things that define Christina's taste, one is gold and the other is Ocean's Eleven. (laughs) So uh, that makes perfect sense. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, I would also give a, I I wrote in my notes, a heat check nod to Rachel for showing up briefly in that, you know, really pretty, like, satin dress, um, that pink satin dress, and it's kind of like a look like when Audrey Hepburn goes to the show in Breakfast at Tiffany's, she's wearing, like, a pink dress and, like, a pink sparkly hairpiece, and, you know, it's that kind of yeah. style let's
1: not forget about mankin right let's not forget oh, yeah. about rachel yeah there's a lot of good outfits in here i like sterling's vest and he took the tie spike and then has like rounded collar dress shirt on mm-hmm. when he's talking with joan
0: yeah uh, we're gonna need someone to help us and let us know what the, uh, tie, the spike. tie spike
1: i is. like the term tie spike yeah uh, but then i also like peggy's like apartment pink apartment mm. dress that she was wearing yeah that was a cool style from peggy that you
0: don't really it's not really peggy
1: like yeah. i guess it was cute
0: though yeah. yeah all right what about rating
1: all right so season two episode five the new girl is rated 8.4 on imdv that's good to be number 50 oh that was a big out of 92 so we got a big, big jump roof. finally after those four flashbacks will do it flashbacks yes. <laughs> will bump this thing up where do you put this one
0: yeah it's a big jump for me too it's number 1 for me Absolutely. I mean, the flashbacks and the whole development of peggy and don you know we've got bobby as kind of like a bridge between past the past of peggy and don and you know how it's going to go going forward we got the rachel heat check we've oh, got yeah. You know, and, like, last time, like, I liked, you know, the last episode, but, like, the Father Gill stuff got a little kind of disjointed, like, from, you know, the rest of the plot. And this stuff still kind of talk, shows, like, Peggy's development after what happened, but, like, connects it more to the rest of the plot.
1: Finally, the episode ties up some stuff from season one. Yeah. And, like, the flashbacks, I mean, this is what, one of the most important parts of these shows, like them or not.
0: Yeah, uh, they're big.
1: Yeah, and finally we get some like some answers. Mm-hmm. Like they just left us hanging for so long. And the first four episodes were like purposefully Hinting trying to push to push the viewers' buttons in terms of like, are we just moving on? Yeah. Like, uh, what? It's it's by far the best episode of this season. And yes. yes, I understand that my list is four, five, four, three, two, one right yeah. now. But I do, <laughs> and I have said multiple times that this show gets better and better basically every episode yeah so minus
0: five four three one two so
1: pretty close yes but we i think that there's no question why this is rated so much higher than the other ones. yeah this is no
0: now we're like back in the guess, thick of this the is show. what we
1: want from the show like more than anything
0: yeah Whew. so great episode yes great drink
1: had a great time <laughs> that was fun yeah and we will look forward to seeing all of you for episode six. Oh man we're approaching we're the halfway point already yeah. and uh thank you for listening please mm-hmm. like us on the pod uh platforms that have reviews mm-hmm. please
0: share with your friends yeah
1: and share with us we love hearing from you guys and mm-hmm. you know we've talked back and forth with a couple people yeah it's a couple fans and we really enjoy so it nice we're glad to... to talk about something we love so much it's just pure joy it's to a us treat. so
0: yes we, all right uh,
1: we'll see you next week
0: bye friends